Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another wonderful edition of the Lockdown Blues podcast, part of the Lockdown Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And we got a good one for you today. Uh, first and foremost, Tommy, how's your, how's your Thanksgiving week been? Um, it's been a little chaotic, I'm not going to lie. Uh, hmm. I've been feeling a little bit under the weather. Thankfully, my taste and my smell are still there, so fingers crossed that, that it's not the it's not the big one. But um, not the big I'm Rona. Just, yeah, that I've I've just been especially since I already got it, dude. Like that would be such a pain in the ass. But um, I've been laying in bed a lot, eating a lot of soup, putting some meds in my uh, system, and then I got COVID tested today uh, because I'm going home see the fam tomorrow. Nice, um, nice. So just to play it safe. But, dude, that little nasal swab is not fun. Even mm-hmm. when it, it wasn't the brain one this time, so it didn't go all the way up and touch my forehead. But still, just not great. Not it wakes not. you up. Gets the yeah. gets the sinuses going. Yeah. Woo! It's like smelling sauce. Yeah, yes, sir. All right. We got a fun show for you today. We're going to talk about uh, recent NHL return to play news, believe it or not. We're going to be talking about a little bit more about the Blues goalie situation uh, and then going into a little bit of a, a Tory Krug story that came out recently. But first, I want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On. You'll get 20% off your next order. And stay tuned because they got some Black Friday deals, but we're going to be talking about that during the first break so Tommy first and foremost uh, you pointed this out to me about 30 seconds ago and I didn't believe you but I'm looking at the tweet now Commissioner Gary Bettman has said the league hopes to return January 1st and play a full 82 game season with fans in arenas Hi, <laughs> um, first of all uh, what is Gary Bettman smoking, and can I have some? Can you, may I? Would Would you please pass that this way? <laughs> yeah. No, but I. I mean, I mean, I think in terms of publicity and like in the media and all of that stuff, it's nice for a commissioner to be positive in his thinking, and maybe it's one of those like self actualization things where like if you say it enough, it'll happen just out of the blue. But I think statistically speaking, this is kind of. N- not realistic. <laughs> no, I, I, I would tend to agree. Um, maybe you could see something like they have in in the NFL and in college, where there's like partial partial occupancy. Yeah, um, I think that makes a lot more sense. Which, which maybe would if, technically that would, that would be, technically yeah falls into what he was saying. But I think everyone like when they saw his comments were like, oh, he thinks they're gonna. <laughs> 25,000 a night packed in a stadium watching hockey games. I don't think that's going to happen, but yeah. I mean, not to get too too into the into the science of it, but it, basically the article says that it all depends on uh, vaccine and such and it, we're we're kind of a long ways away from getting to the point that Bettman was referring to in terms of having fans in stadiums. I'll tell you this though, Tavi. Uh, one thing that I've been thinking uh throughout this whole thing is how weird is it going to be going to your first public event after this whether it's a concert movie hockey game football game 
I'm gonna have a panic attack. I, I haven't been around more than like fifty. I haven't been more than around more than around like fifteen people in a year. Oh, it's like a it's like a weird like balance, right? Because I feel like it will it would seem weird just from like being alone and like quarantined and like trying to do all the little things to stay away from people for so long. But then like you're going, you're basically going back to normal to what you knew as life before a pandemic. So it's like it's like a breath of fresh air, but at the same time, it's like oh my god. Oh my god! Like the whole time, you're like freaking out. Do you ever, do you ever like watch a movie or a TV show nowadays, and then like you zone out for a second? And you go, oh my god, that's not social distancing, or I can't believe they're having a they're having a big function right now. And then you remember, oh, it's a TV show. They don't have they don't have the, a pandemic. I don't do that, but I I will say <laughs> on a lot of times, like my Instagram friends will like share their like posts from like a year ago or like Snapchat. It'll be like yeah. camera roll and be like, what are you doing, you idiot? And then it says like. <laughs> one year ago from camera uh, I'm like oh shit mm-hmm. okay fair yeah yeah I mean I <laughs> just went to the time. <laughs> I just went to the the airport for the first time in about a year because I had to fly home for for Thanksgiving and it was a mm-hmm. uh, it was a weird experience it was the the fastest um fastest security experience of my life and the plane was empty it was so weird I mean yeah, I liked it strange. but but I mean it, <laughs> yeah the was, waiting was, time must have been nice <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah I got there through security in about 15 seconds, boarded the plane, had an entire road to myself. It was great. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's another thing you got to think about too, is if you're doing a full 82 se- 82 game season and people are Travel. Like f- flying to other games. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like they're traveling, all that stuff. We saw some of that with the MLB and that was kind of problematic. So I feel like, but they also did a shortened season with like 60 games. So I feel like that also makes more sense. Just because. Yeah. Like, well, especially with the NFL, too. They tried to do a full season and, like, a shortened off season, And the amount of injuries in the NFL have been absurd. So that's the last mm-hmm. thing we want for hockey, especially in a game that's, like, I mean, the NFL is definitely the most physical. But, like, a step down from that, I feel like the NHL has got to be close, especially because guys love playing through injuries all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, something that kind of stuck out to me was, I don't know if you saw – Yesterday, news broke out that uh, Golden Knight, a couple of Golden Knights players tested positive for COVID, uh, the, that, no. the last outbreak since March. But I guess one thing that I didn't really consider is these guys aren't really out of that bubble just because the season's over. Like They're probably still being monitored 24-7 by their teams and, mm-hmm. and still being forced to, like I said... Uh, the the players are all the golden ice facilities are closed. The players are being asked to to self isolate, et cetera, et cetera. Which I didn't even think of like that. These players are pretty much committing to being in this super super strict quarantine for two straight NHL seasons now. Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, I, I feel like that's. I mean, maybe that's not what you sign up for when you become an NHL player, but definitely like your team and organization like surveying your every move is kind of part of that. So. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it sucks to be watched so diligently, but at the same time, like, it's definitely a good thing, especially if you want to keep the sport going and keep the cases low. Right. Uh, and NHL right. has done a very good job of that, even if there's mixed reviews about the bubble from the playoffs. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's definitely wishful thinking to have to expect a full 82-game season starting January 1st, et cetera, et cetera. But with the way that the NHL handled the bubble and the playoffs and all that, I think that they definitely set the example for a lot of the other leagues. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't have a single incident. You know, even in the NBA, you saw a couple players got, you know, basically sent home, kicked out of the bubble because they violated uh, the rules and stuff like that. The NHL was completely 
lockdown and i'm sure it wasn't the most enjoyable thing for the players i know there were a lot of complaints about it throughout the whole process um and i don't think they want to do a bubble like that again or i, I know they don't want to do a bubble like that again but mm. who knows who knows but it's, a lot of it's it's strange too because like i mean january is hella close right we're we're at the end of november now so yeah if, if you're gonna start in january and try and fit in like a training camp and like a preseason it's either all crammed first of all or you're gonna have to skip out on one of those which is just less training time and less of a progression towards actual gameplay for the players which again leads to more injuries leads to more severe injuries and at some point the league has to start protecting their players and i feel like in during a pandemic is probably a good place to start Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agreed uh and i think again as i said before the nhl was the was the, the goal the poster child in terms of uh handling the pandemic well and 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 in terms of at least cases and 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 keeping the players healthy and safe but again even then the players didn't love the, the bubble didn't love their amenities and stuff like that so definitely a system that needs to be fine-tuned over the coming months weeks however long it takes for the nhl season starts up again but i have faith that they'll figure something out um, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I think you know I think I'm... anybody being cooped up like that, they're just going to be they're going to be a loss for energy at all times. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, yeah, yeah. They they probably probably are. But you know what you can do if you're if you're feeling a little feeling a little sluggish, feeling a what? little little down for the count. What can you do, Josh? Lay it on me. You can try the best tasting protein bar ever. You know what that is, Tommy? It's got to be Built Bar. It is Built Bar. Of course. You know about Built Bar. You know them. You love them. They've been our friends of ours for a long, long time. And as you know, they have six brand new delicious flavors to go with their 12 original classics. Six new ones are caramel brownie cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. All bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. They're delicious. And the best part is, Tommy, you know it. What's the best part about Built Bar? They're now delicious, er, and they're the best tasting Ooh. protein bar Ooh. you'll ever have. <laughs> Close. <laughs> best part is they're healthy. <laughs> Built Bar is great for the health conscious person. <laughs> you can lose, <laughs> you can lose or maintain weight while still indulging in a delicious treat. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for someone on a diet. Tommy, pick a flavor. I'm going to tell you all about it. Mm, I really like. I really like the what's the the apple almond crisp one. But mm. let's go with uh, let's go with Cherry Barcia today. Cherry Barcia, good choice, good name. Play off of that classic uh, Ben and Jerry's name, which is a, a play off of the the famous guitarist Cher- Jerry Garcia. Love it there, a little double entendre. Seventeen grams of protein, only one hundred thirty calories, four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. Now go to builtbar.com right now and use code Locked On, and you'll get twenty percent off your next order plus an additional twenty percent for Black Friday. You can't miss this deal; it's great. Use promo code locked on at billboard.com to get that discount right now. You don't want to miss out, and we'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, Tommy. Now this is episode one for this week. Before we jump into the next segment, I want to ask, what are you what are you excited about for the future episodes this week? You got any any segments that really that really tickle your fancy? Anything you're excited to bring to the listeners this week? Yeah, I got I got a good idea actually. Uh, so since uh, the Christmas season is coming up, um, and there's a there's a there's a there's a big classic out there. Everybody knows about Ebenezer Scrooge and all that stuff. Um, the Ghost mm. of Christmas Past. So I was thinking, mm. Josh. Lay it on if me. You'll, if, you'll, if you'll indulge me in this little idea that I had I pop in my to. brain before before the episode, um, if we did our 
favorite, or not favorite, but like Blues top three, uh, Ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. So like Ooh. best players of the past, players right now that make the most impact on the team, and the players we think will have the most impact Ooh. in the future. Ooh. That sounds like a fun segment. I'm excited to record it, and if you guys are excited to listen to that, make sure you stay tuned either on the, the next or following episode after that. We will hit definitely that su- get that in there. And hit yeah. that subscribe button. Mm-hmm. Stay Don't want to miss a single episode a we got in the future. Uh, yeah, definitely join definitely join the crew. Uh, hit that follow, subscribe button, whatever platform you're listening on. That way you'll catch that segment and many, many more exciting segments we have in the future. We're excited to bring them all to you. All right, Tommy. So I know you've talked about it um, on your own in, this, in a solo episode, but I haven't really given my two cents on it and we haven't really uh, debated it. So... I think one of the most underrated, underappreciated, under-talked-about aspects of the Blues offseason, like you said before the podcast, don't see a lot of people talking about this, don't see a lot of people tweeting about this. The St. Louis Blues are going to have a rookie goaltender by the name of Vili Huso as their backup and backing up a second slash third year goalie if you really want if you second full year goalie in Jordan Bennington. So they're going to have a very, very, very young inexperienced tandem between the pipes how does that make you feel um for me honestly i just looking at the eye test i'm pretty solidified in the fact that jordan bennington and people always like to say i think the nhl top nhl network top goaltenders came out and there's a lot of people being like jordan bennington did terrible in the bubble in like a small sample size, so he doesn't deserve to be up there. Whatever. Um, I think the eye test, when Jordan Bennington's playing his best hockey, uh, there's no reason he shouldn't be a top 10 goaltender in this league. So you can just leave those arguments out of the way right now. Um, but the the jury's kind of out on Billy Huso because of like, like what I talked about on last episode, uh, his inconsistency. Uh, it seems like one season he's putting up a .92 save percentage, uh, and he's got that potential to be a fringe starter in the NHL, and then the next season he's below nine. And you're kind of wondering if he can even hang with the boys at the NHL level. Um, so mm-hmm. it's going to be a very interesting uh, dynamic to watch unfold uh Throughout training camp, throughout preseason, if they have either of those, <laughs> um, and and eventually through the season, so yeah, um, and I think this is the first time in recent memory for me that the Blues have, or at least as it looks right now, that the Blues will be going into the season with a true one and two goalies, a true backup goalie, yeah, and as much as. People like to complain and 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 go on and get frustrated with Jake Allen and and his lack of consistency. Whatever Jake Allen was, maybe the best backup goalie we could have ever asked for. Um, in in the situation, uh, someone who could take the pressure off of Bennington slash Brian Elliott slash himself um, yeah. by playing a backup role over the years, uh, and 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 be you know someone who we could rely on if Jordan Bennington has a rough week, we could put Jake Allen in for a couple starts and he could play well. That's not that's most likely not what we're gonna get out of Billy Hughes. So Billy Hughes is probably gonna be a guy that plays the second night of back to backs and plays worse than Jordan Bennington and probably can't carry a playoff series on his own, probably can't start four or five games in a row and win four or five games in a row just because he's a backup goalie. And that's what, you know, pretty much every other NHL team has, a starting goalie and a backup goalie. That being said, pressure's on Jordan Bennington right now. Um, This is his first full year, or not his second full year, but probably his going to be his his highest uh, volume year in terms of starts, depending on 
the number of games we get to play. But and he's, he's going to be relied on. Up too. Yeah. Yep. He's got a contract coming up. This is a very, very, very big year for Jordan Biddington. Um, and if he if he proves himself as the goalie we saw in, in his rookie year, year one, um, I don't think Blues fans have anything to worry about. But it could definitely create an interesting dynamic if he sort of struggles a little bit like he did in this past season. And we maybe try to rely on Billy Huso a little bit more. Who knows? Yeah, and the and the dialogue that we've talked about on this podcast, especially for the forwards, um, has and but for the demon defenseman too, uh, has been how will this Blues team kind of balance that veteran presence that they've always been known for and kind of like led them through playoffs and all that jazz with uh, this this new youth core that they're going to have to lean on now um, because they got rid of Alex Petrangelo and they've got a guy coming up in Scott Perunovich. They got Jordan Cairo, Robert Thomas, all of these guys. Clem Costin could find some time with the team. I mean, it, and now we're bringing Billy Huso to the mix. It really is like it's it's a very stark contrast from the Blues teams we've seen in the past because they don't Absolutely. typically rely on those prospects um, to produce at such a high level, but they're going to have to this season. I think that's going to be a lot of fun to watch as well, especially Absolutely. for a big fan of prospects like myself. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I love seeing the the young kids come up and produce and, and sh- improve themselves at an NHL level. I think that's the direction that the entire league is heading. Um, and the Blues were fortunate enough to sort of win a cup without relying on on young rookies as much as as much as the, uh, a lot of other teams. Even though their starting goalie was a rookie, um, but besides that, you know, you see teams like Tampa. Uh, he's got these young guys up and down their lineups, speeding up and down the ice, and and the Blues are kind of hopefully shifting towards that as well with the young speed game in combination with their heavy defensive style. So we'll, we'll see how it how it uh, ends up. And I think it, as always, as any good NHL team, it starts with goaltending, um, and two very young guys between the pipes. Very, I don't want to say inexperienced because that sounds like a negative thing, but guys with less experience than a lot of other tandems in the NHL. So it's it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a tough test for Bennington and Huso, but I'm looking forward to seeing how they how they handle it. Yeah, and you can even look you can even look as far as back to the bubble to see like the catalyst for Vancouver was Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes and look at what they did to the Blues. I mean, they basically just dismembered us. And you can talk and you can talk about like the Blues didn't come to play. And it was a weird atmosphere. That's all 100% true. But at the end of the day, Vancouver won and the Blues lost and went home, even though they had a young core. And now they got Braden Holtby between the pipes, so they got that veteran presence in that. So who knows what's yeah. going to happen next season. But I think yeah. that I think that uh, it is going to be interesting to watch, too. I talked about it a, a little bit last episode. Um, but kind of see what players, especially in a full season aspect, see what kind of players excel at a higher rate because there is no fans. Maybe a guy like Zach Sanford, who the the fans kind of like would bog on and like it was almost two extremes, right? Because when he put up like those five point games and like scored all those goals in like ten games, I think he just went absolutely off. Fans were like, "Yeah, like he's awesome, um, gonna be good trade bait, all that stuff." But at the beginning of the season, they used him as a scapegoat, and you know, like as as much as guys say they don't look at the media and stuff, he has to feel that kind of like breathing on his neck, you know. So I feel absolutely. like fans could help him out in that regard. Um, but a guy like Jordan Bennington, uh, who you can kind of tell feeds off the crowd so much, and like he has that superstar persona. I think the crowd energy definitely helps fuel his fire in that. So it's going to be weird to see which players kind of rise above and which players 
uh, don't produce at the level that we're used to. And it's going to be interesting to see how Craig Burby handles that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. All right. We are getting close to the end of today's episode. So let's take one more short break and we'll be right back to wrap this one up. All right, Tommy, you ready to, you ready to tug on the heartstrings a little bit? I'm ready. All right. All right. So the fist bump kid. (sighs) It's the fist bump kid. (laughs) It's the fist bump kid, man. So an article came out, um, on the blue section of NHL.com titled a letter to Liam, uh, Tori Kruger, it's a personal letter to a young fan who battled cancer in Boston. Now, if you at home don't initially think of it, uh, if you've heard of the fist bump kid, if just Google fist bump kid. You will recognize it. Um, viral video from a couple years back of a uh, small child uh, on the Bruins bench fist bumping every every single player. Uh, and he's basically grew up, came good buddies with Tori Krug over his time as a fan of Boston and wrote him a, a farewell letter um, as he went off to St. Louis and Tori Krug responded. Um, and, and, it, and it made me a little, made me a little sad. Not going to yeah. lie. And Tugged on the heartstrings a little bit. Honestly, Liam Fitzgerald, his kid's name, he was born with Down syndrome in 2006. Uh, he's got to be the cutest kid I've ever seen in my entire life. Dude's just oh, yeah. sitting there, decked out in Boston gear, uh, giving guys fist bumps on the way. And as soon as Tori Cruz skates by, he goes, I love you, Tori. And I think Tori talked about it in the article that like mm. he's in like gay mode, listening to all these like probably like rap music and like hardcore alternative, like trying to get like pumped and energized. And you just hear that and he's got to crack a smile. And lose it for a minute because I mean, who wouldn't? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. And not to not to take it away from this, but I I do think this speaks volumes towards the t- the the type of person the Blues are getting in Tory Krug. If you read the article, you read the letter. Um, basically says, I'm not going to forget you just because I play for the Blues now. We may be further apart, but I'll always cher- cherish the friendship we have. I know you'll be cheering for me way back there in Boston. Um, not to take any, obviously not to take anything away from the, the letter itself, the article itself, but again, we're getting, I think the blues are getting an extremely quality person in Tory Krug hockey, hockey ability aside. I think it just speaks volumes towards, um, the type of person that he is and, and what he values off the ice. And I think he's going to be a great addition to the locker room because of it. Yeah, and I'm not going to sit here and hold on to a, a outdated take that I had from a couple months ago just for the sake of controversy. <laughs> like, uh, there's there's zero chance in my mind that anyone right now has <laughs> has any ill feelings towards Tory Krug just because mm-hmm. of like the person that he is and everything that we've seen from him uh, that the St. Louis Blues have posted. So I there's no doubt in my mind he's going to fit well on this team. Well in this locker room and well with the community of fans that we've built here. So absolutely, absolutely. Again, I think it speaks to uh, the quality of person he is and the quality of of teammates that that the Blues organization likes to bring in. Um, I don't think there's any really anyone on the team that that there's been no controversy, been nothing like that. And I think uh, that's one of the biggest reasons why they have they've had so much success is is you know guys like Ryan O'Reilly getting the rookies on the ice after practice, uh, you know extra practice afterwards and stuff like that, and and Vladimir Tarasenko you know texting everyone as soon as they get drafted or as soon as they get added to the team, FaceTiming them. What we t- we talked to Jake Neighbors about that got a FaceTime call from Vladimir Tarasenko and you know couldn't even believe it. So I think Tori Krug is just yet another example of a really really quality person who also happens to be pretty damn good at hockey that the Blues are bringing in. 
And I'm excited about that. Yeah, and I think it's important to note too that I don't know if I don't know if you mentioned it. I might have zoned out, but Liam uh, (laughs) Fitzgerald, um, he was uh, diagnosed with leukemia and had to go through Mm -hmm. four years of aggressive chemotherapy. So I think Mm -hmm. um, there's something about like that that we can all take away from. You know, it's like fighting through. I mean, obviously a pandemic. It's not even close to chemotherapy, um, but just like fighting through every day and like giving it your all, even when everything feels down and dark and gloomy. Um, it's absolutely inspiring. Be, yeah, a hundred percent. Being able to go about life with a smile on your face. If he can do that at what? Right. He's like six years old. If he can do that, like there's no reason for me to wake up in a bad mood. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So. Right. And it's a good it's a good reminder. We talk about one of the most common themes we talk about on this podcast is how easy it is to forget that these guys are humans and and they're people just like you and me at the end of the day. And this is a really, really good reminder of not only the fact that they're humans, but the fact that they deal with and they are around people who deal with challenges that you or I could never even imagine. Um and it's humbling, but it's also definitely very inspiring. And having a guy like Tori Krug in the locker room who has dealt with something like that firsthand, who has you know been by Liam's side throughout all of this, it, it is a very humbling experience, I'm sure, for him. And he can use that um, as a result to to lead you know lead a locker room, but also just as a reminder of that that human aspect of it, and, and not really forget where he came from, not forget his roots, sort of. Yep, 100%. I can't wait to see him on the ice wearing the blue note. Mm-hmm. It's going to be incredible. Oh, wearing the, well, the, the, wearing that red jersey. Oh, the reverse oh. retro. Woo! You see, so, so, some, of them are getting, some of them are getting shipped out. I know. Um, I saw. I hope one of them's getting shipped to my home address because I told my parents that's all I want for Christmas or my birthday. Not even a PS5? Mm, I mean, I'll probably get it eventually. Maybe when the price comes yeah. down a little bit, but yeah, <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that might be that might be a while. All right, I, I, I don't know, I don't got. trust them enough. They they have enough hard time of managing the internet <laughs> to tell them to go get a PS Five on back order when the majority of them are sold out. I don't think that's I know. A problem. I know. I know. I've been asking my my family for for a PS Five for a while. Like I've been rude. I've been like saying, "Hey, it's gonna drop right around uh, holiday season next year." And then I also had to give them a call. Like, "Hey, uh, so they're." kind of impossible to get right now uh i'll tell you i'll tell you my worst fear and I, I i don't think i don't think my parents are capable of this but my worst fear is opening up a ps4 on christmas <laughs> this is what you this is what you wanted right yeah ps4 with a ps1 on top of it oh god <laughs> oh god honestly dude a P, getting a ps1 for christmas that'd be kind of sick that that would I'd be pretty that. cool <laughs> the nostalgia that would be pretty cool all right i think we're getting close to the end of today's episode tommy you got anything else to add before we wrap this one up um, if we don't, we'll, we'll hear from you guys, but just in, uh, just in prior to it, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Tell your fans mm-hmm. we said, Hey, listen to the mm-hmm. podcast on Thanksgiving. If you want, if you wish, Ooh, definitely, uh, I, put us in, put us in your living rooms, put us on your entertainment center, put us on the speaker surround sound. Everyone can listen. No problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let us know you what you're so thankful much. for. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. Um, but thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Uh, you can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast news at Locked on Blues on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at 12 or 15. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. But as always, we are thankful for you, Blues fans, and we are thankful for the St. Louis Blues. So let's go. Yes, sir. Let's go, Blues.